You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast. Man, these things are getting awesome. We are. We have already done like I don't know, 10, 11 episodes, yeah. and or this is the eleventh. Like I can't even keep track anymore. But uh, it's it's just been so great. We have a couple of another, a couple more amazing guests, Kyle and Grace. Welcome. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having us. You guys, these are the owners of Afternoon Restaurant right here in Gainesville. What street is it on? It's on. It's on um, Northwest Tenth Avenue. Northwest Tenth mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves and. Uh, you know, get more into their story in just a second, but uh, but but Ty, my man, what's going on in the best of Gainesville world today? A lot of things. I'm trying to figure out this new uh, Instagram TV. I'm sure we'll get to it, but uh, yeah. it's confusing to me. But I'm I'm ready. Have you guys seen this IGTV yet? I was wondering what that was. I yeah. saw it on my feed, and I didn't click on it, but I saw it. And <laughs> yeah, I was I like, saw what it is too. that? I <laughs> saw Kamasi Washington used it first thing this morning. So there you go. Yeah, he's on it. Uh, I can tell you. What, you know, obviously Ty and I are super heavy into social media, um, Ty especially on the Instagram uh, standpoint. And uh, you know, this is probably a good opportunity because I have a lot of like Gainesville businesses that have seen me speak and, and I talk a lot, you know, I do a lot of talks on social media and that sort of thing. So this is a good opportunity and this is one of those points where I'm always like, you guys, embrace a new platform. You know, you're always hearing people say, oh man, I just don't have time, I can't keep up, there's just too many, yada, 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 yada. It's like, all right, well look, like this just came out Wednesday of this week. I know for anybody who's listening, today is uh, June 22nd. I know we record these things in advance, so this probably comes out towards the end of July. But, um, but still, you know, it's a month in at this point when you're listening, and it's like, dude, like go embrace it, go learn, go figure it out. I was playing with it. I told Ty this morning, I was like, yeah, because we have the WHOA GNV podcast Facebook channel. So I'm right. like, and then we have the Instagram account. So I'm like seeing how it integrates with Facebook because you can hook your Facebook page up to it, send it directly to Facebook. I didn't like it on Facebook. I was hoping it would say something like, you know, from IGTV so that you knew the, the I don't know, the video is cropped in. It's, it's, yeah, it's vertical. vertical. Yeah, it's it's the vertical platform that's really trying to make vertical effect. And uh, you're going to try to go up against uh, social media platforms like YouTube and like make long form, long form content. I think, yeah. and you told me that the minimum is 60 seconds. I believe think? the minimum is 60 seconds and the max is 60 minutes. Currently. Is it, is it an hour? Yeah, an really? hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think it was that long. Yeah. So do you upload content? Is that how it is? Or you shoot it live on your phone? You, I, it's you uploaded right upload now. It. I don't think there's a way to shoot it live yeah, right no through live. the app. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. There's, what I can tell you from my experience just like playing with it is that there's gonna be so many more integrations that come with it. Like I know in the future you're gonna be able to like, I was trying to figure out how to do this, like upload like your logo on top. You know how they, yeah. you know, just like in a yeah. uh, stories post, how you can like take, you know, the gifts and the different things and post them on there, little labels, filters, that kind of thing. It didn't look like there's any of that yet, but yeah, you gotta either. think that that kind of stuff's gonna come. We're gonna yeah. be able to take our WHOA GMV logo right there in the app, native to the app, and just lay it right on top in the yeah. corner. You know, I just, I just see that kind of stuff coming. But my point being is that if you are a business, like go start figuring out how this stuff works. Like why wait? You know, everybody's like, well, it's not my demographic. Snap, you know, I, I how many people have told me, Snapchat's not my demographic, that's for kids, that's for college kids. Yeah, well so was Facebook, until Facebook was for your grandma. 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, like everything ages up. You should at least, at least experiment with it, play with it, learn, learn it. And then, uh, you know, you know, I'm not saying spend all your time there, but I'm sure like Best of Gainesville is going to start figuring it out. New Scooters for Less is going (laughs) to figure it out. The podcast, we're going to figure it out, and we're going to start like using this to uh, to distribute and you know, hopefully bring you guys a ton of value through it. So anyway, it was definitely this week's big news. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Instagram itself had hit one billion active users, and then just to be able to turn a billion active users to another platform in a snap, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty yeah. brilliant. Yeah, what I'm, it is. I'm pretty excited. I've, we've bet pretty hard on Instagram, and uh, this is good stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like, and I had posted a video saying as saying some of the same stuff, and my buddy Matthew Bivens had commented, said, "Great point, man. IGTV is new to everyone. The wave hasn't crested yet. Checking it out now. Like everybody should go check it out. So, yeah. and there there's you go. no ads yet, which there will be at some point. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, you got to think. The there's going to be yeah. a way to monetize yeah. on yeah, it. For that, sure. that, like that's they're going to at some point. Yeah. They're going to get us. So, well, there's your uh, <laughs> there's your three minute, four minute. Five minute, uh, you know, social media update. Yeah. And, and the Gators won last night, stayed alive. Yeah. Texas Tech, so they played tonight against Arkansas. Awesome. Hopefully, and when this airs, we're the defending national championships yeah. again. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, are you doing watching any World Cup stuff at all? Are you a World I've, Cup guy? Yeah, I've been working during it. I love the World Cup, but yeah. uh, this weekend I'm going to watch a little bit. I got to think Argentina's almost, I mean, they have yeah. two losses. They got to be out, right? Yeah. Um, does that, hey, does that make them out? No, but they're very close. Okay. Sorry, we're asking everybody else in the room. <laughs> um, all right, I can't even drink that coffee right now because I'm talking too much. Well, we're going to go right on. Hey, Grace and Kyle, thank you guys so much for being here. Of course. Absolutely, This is, yeah. this is awesome. This is so much fun for us. I actually got to meet Grace for the first yeah. time last week. Um, was it last week or the week before? But um, Sift Local, Sift Local, let me pronunciate correctly, was um, doing a little pitch co- competition over there. Not a competition, they were just mm-hmm. pitching to investors there, and you guys aren't normally open at night, but right, you kind of yeah. do it open up for private events and that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And it was set up beautifully, it looked nice. She was, I, you know, I walk up, I'm like, hey, do you own this place? Because <laughs> of my first place, and then she was you know, working on yeah, the other yeah. side of the counter, and we had a nice conversation, and I got to learn a little bit more about it, but it's just a beautiful place, so um, I'm yeah, excited I'm, to hear more about it. I'm over there all the time. You are? At least yeah. probably three days a week. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's how we met Ty. Yeah. That's Just awesome. In, so yeah. Ty, yeah. <laughs> Ty is, um, what do they call that? He's a regular. Regular. Yeah, well, regular. Yeah, regular. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Well, please, like, just give us a little bit about your story. You know, dive in a little bit. Tell us, like, well, you know, why why does this restaurant exist? What led to this? Wow. That, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a long story. Yeah. Good well, question. Like, yeah. Um, well, I'm from Gainesville originally. So okay. I'm a Gainesville native. And then... Um, I lived here all my life, and when you do that, sometimes you have to leave for a moment in time. So I moved to Portland, Oregon, where a girlfriend of mine was living. Um, I was dating Kyle at the time, my co-owner, and uh, he came with me, and we moved out there. I lived there for five years. Uh, I worked in restaurants out in Portland um, the whole time I was there, and we were able to buy a house when we were out there. And then we came back to visit, and when we came back to visit my family, we saw Depot Park, we saw Sweetwater Preserve, we saw all these things that pop atop, we saw just all these things that weren't there when I was growing up, or even when I was recently visiting, it kind of all popped up while I was away. So that was really cool. So when we came back and saw all of that, we decided, 
yeah, like Gainesville's really awesome and totally thriving in a place where you could open a business and I think do really well um, just because there are some voids in Gainesville. So it's kind of the perfect place to do it. Um, so we sold our house and moved back here to be close to family and experience Gainesville again. For sure. Mm. Always like that moment. Let's start a business. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, what was that well, conversation was a, like? Yeah. There was a turning point. There was an ice storm in, in Portland that made us change our mind. We flew out. We flew here in February that time we decided to open a business. And the city was covered in ice. Like we could barely get to the airport. The plane barely took off. I'm like, I got to get back to Florida. And February here is awesome. So it's like 60 degrees. It's really nice. And we're like, we were driving from like Micanopy back here and we're like, hey, that's kind of a crazy idea. You want to come home? Yeah, you know that road out to Blue Highway, the back road? Yeah, 441. Yeah. Not 441. No, the back one. Like 235 oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where you cross over the Hawthorne Trail. Yep. That road is what made us move back. <laughs> we were driving down that road. It's really beautiful if you haven't been down it. Big live oaks, like covering, really nice. And yeah. that's where we were like, should we do this? Yeah. Should we list our house? Our whole life has been like, <laughs> making decisions like that last minute. That's kind of how we ended up in Portland. We're like, okay. let's go to Portland. So how long were you in Portland for then? Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Five years yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, let's go back to Gainesville. Yeah, yeah I love, we love Portland very much. Um, um, yeah. It's awesome place, but yeah, so Gainesville just. When was, like, what was the conversation like of, hey, let's open a restaurant? <laughs> oh gosh, I think Kyle's always mentioned to me like opening some sort of place. He worked at the top for 10 years. Um, yeah. And so his background was... I was there last night, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's there yeah. all the time. It's awesome. Um, they got all my good years. Yeah. <laughs> so he was there for 10 years, and I think that um, it's always been a conversation of, like, when we're older, we'll, like, open a business or do a bar or something like that just because of all our, our combined experience. Um, but then we had the opportunity where we didn't have to wait until we were older. We could do it now. Um, so yeah. we just decided, like... If we move back to Gainesville, we really want to put something into the community. We don't just want to move and work because he couldn't really get work here because he does woodworking in Portland. Um, yeah. And there's more of a, I guess. There's a scene there. there. Yeah, yeah. 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 A, I mean, exactly. Yeah, it was the, I missed that part of the city because I was able to like work for myself and, you know, have a, a I did fine furniture and complete restaurant build outs and That's cafe cool. build outs. And, you know, I made a living and we were able to buy a house doing it. And then, you know. That that and my restaurant experience was, you know, allowed us to like. I built the whole afternoon myself, so yeah, it it helped inform our decision to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open, open a we restaurant got, because we, we could do a lot of it ourselves, which made it possible because it's a really, really huge undertaking. How old's the restaurant now? Um, it's probably nine months. Yeah, I think. so, so yeah. really new. We're in really we're new, in yeah. startup mode right now. Oh yeah, yeah, it feels I know. old to us. Yeah. <laughs> like, been there for ten years. Yeah. So when you guys decided to move back and open a restaurant, did you guys have any idea what type of restaurant you wanted to open? Yeah. So when I came to visit, I actually asked a bunch of my friends that live here, "What would you guys like to see?" As far as a business goes, not even a restaurant. We yeah. were just like, what would you guys like? What What is Gainesville missing to you? What do you want to see? Um, and we had a few different ideas. Actually, the first idea was a um, laundry mat, like a really fancy laundry mat where you can come wash all your clothes. 
anybody out there that wants to like take this idea, <laughs> go for it. But the machines are very expensive. Yeah. Um, but there's a place in Portland where you could like have a beer and play arcade games while your laundry was being washed by these really nice machines. Smart. Yeah, it was and cool. There, yeah, and people live in dorms and apartments, so sometimes we might not have that. So we were thinking about that, but then when we saw how much the machines cost, we were like, <laughs> oh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was one of the ideas somebody gave me, and then everyone else was like, I really want a place I could go during the day to eat. Like from when I take a break from work and brunch, lunch kind of style food. So, so you really sourced feedback from others in order to figure out where the opportunity was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And mostly, like, I mean, from running this restaurant, we've definitely learned that dinners are like where you're going to make the most money. And so, doing the brunch and lunch thing, you know, it's in a way like it's it just really helps the community. I feel like because. There's just a lot, all of my friends that I talked to were like, I wanna see that, I wanna be able to come yeah. during the day, and yeah, on a, a weekday too, okay. and on a Monday. So where does the name afternoon come from? If it's, <laughs> yeah. it's called afternoon and you guys are um, open for breakfast We're open until three, but, so okay, technically. Open till three. So yeah. you're into the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Into the afternoon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. where'd the name come from? I wish it was an interesting story. No. It's really just not. Um, one afternoon, we yeah. were like, <laughs> yeah. let's call it the afternoon. It tells everybody it came to her in a dream. It did come to me in a dream, I don't know dream, if I believe Kyle. that. <laughs> no, it absolutely did. I was like, every day, all day? No, all day's in Miami. Can't do that. Okay. Um, afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> really, I wish. Afternoon very, uh, very aesthetics. It's, you know, yeah. eight yeah. letters, four and four. It goes, uh, it yeah. goes down. It's, and it's, it's very sweet. Portlandia to yeah. me. Yeah. It feels like what you'd see on an episode of Portlandia yeah. where you yeah. get a brunch, exactly. which I love. That's <laughs> one afternoon. of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's like I, really that's what I they call it there. in a weird it's way, it's actually informed a lot of our customers. Like before they walk in the door, they'll be like, afternoon, but you're open in the morning. And I think that that helps them because it's already stretching their mind a little bit to be like, oh wait, what? And so when they come in, our menu's unusual. I think for Gainesville, it's pretty small and selected. So. It's already like prepping them for them to be like, you don't have like traditional breakfast. And so I feel like in a way it's, it like helps us. Awesome. And um, through the month of July, so we're obviously focusing on husband and wife duos. I don't know if I even even gave you that that memo. (laughs) That's the one thing that I've been really bad at when it comes to this podcast is like (laughs) explaining like what we're doing and why we asked you guys to come in and and all of that kind of stuff. So again. Terrible at podcasting, and I'm figuring it out on the way. Um, but yeah, so the month of July, we've been having husband and wife duos who work in the business together, who created the business together, coming in and uh, and speaking um, and, and telling their story. So, like, what's it like? I mean, are you guys working in it day to day, or are you like with each other, or you guys do you guys complement each other? Like, or we are next to each other, you know, a lot, all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, we we get few breaks from each other, which is a good thing. We we're good at it, and we're very we're open people. So, you know, if we're gonna bump heads, we're gonna talk about it first. Um, we talk about every sim- every decision that happens in the restaurant gets discussed between us, um, and we're pretty good at like at the end of the day, we're like, okay, let's talk about X, Y, and Z. We do it, and then we go home, and then it, yeah. everything stays at the restaurant. Okay. Um, it tries. Yeah, we try to. Happen. It doesn't always happen, but you know, we're consciously yeah. trying to make those decisions. And so this is know. what's so interesting to me because you know our last yeah. uh, our last guests, they were. I'm like, are you guys, do you guys go home and just talk about work? And they're like, 
Yeah. Like, oh, that's all we talk the about. Truth just is, like the work. truth is, yeah, I mean, we yeah. talk about home and talk about work. Too. I yeah. mean, that's what you do with your spouse that you don't work with sometimes, you know? You go home, you talk about your days, and so for us, our day is the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, an, in a way that it's really n- nice because it's such a challenging thing to open a business, and so to do it with your partner, it allows that person to fully understand like that's how really through. busy you are and how challenging it can be in the amount of stress that you have. So I've had friends that have opened businesses and done it, you know, with their partner in a completely different field and sometimes it works, but I've seen it definitely not work because the restaurant industry is really time consuming and um and tough. And tough yeah, and the hours are usually pretty wild, um especially if you're doing a dinner service and so being able to work together has in a way helped our understanding of of how busy we actually are and, yeah. and how hard it can be. Yeah. So what has been the biggest challenge up to this point? I mean, we're nine months in now, like, um, unf- what is it? Well, there's a couple different challenges. The unfortunate one is finances. Yeah, you know? nobody mm-hmm. teaches you that. So <laughs> um, I guess unless you go to business school, but uh, if, if you're just a person that's wanting to open a business, um, Think there's certain things that make it really, really hard and understanding finances and taxes and um, just really the nitty gritty of like the government and what's needed of you and being in a different state, like Florida requires a lot of different things than Oregon did. And so just learning those things, yeah. you can Game have a learning perfect. curve. You learn things probably sometimes in the worst way when you're like, oops, <laughs> I have this huge bill that I have to pay now that I didn't realize because nobody yeah. Nobody taught me, and I didn't do enough research. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Fear not, like that happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we figured that out afterwards. That. Yeah, like I mean, people, all yeah. of us. There's there's always something that happens, and you're like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I go and start doing that. Yeah, thing exactly. Like fig, figure it out. Um, I can tell you. Are you doing the bookkeeping and stuff yourselves? Or? We're, I'm doing it now. Uh, that's where a lot of the mistakes came from. We have a, a kind of a part-time bookkeeper that steers us in the right direction. That's been okay. helping out a lot. But yeah, I can tell was, you that was one of the best decisions that I ever made as a business owner yeah. was getting that off of my plate. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have done it a lot sooner. And the yeah. thing is, I was super, super strong. And when it came to the finances part, like I did the QuickBooks, did the bookkeeping, right. and I did it. And the thing is, I was like, I was almost like proud that I was like strong in it, and. Um, and I had actually started another company. Actually, I bought into another company, which was a, a coffee company, um, a few years ago. And when I did that, I was really taking like a CFO type role mm-hmm. in the organization. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have have somebody do the actual bookkeeping." Yeah. Shout out to Stephanie Travis, if any of you guys <laughs> know her. I mean, she's a, a godsend to me and a lot of other entrepreneurs in this community because she's just. I mean, she just helps so much yeah. when it comes to our bookkeeping and. and I literally was, the conversation was like, yeah, I just wanna get this coffee company off of my plate when it comes to the bookkeeping because I knew it wasn't gonna be very much. And then the conversation was very much like, well, you know, what about what about this place? What about New Scooters yeah. Plus? Like, what you got going? I'm like, oh no, it's good, I got it. You know, and, and then she started telling me some of the things that she could do and I, then it, the conversation went, what else can you do? <laughs> yeah, what exactly. else can you do? Yeah, I and can't I, wait and to do then that. I started analyzing my time and when I realized that I was, I got to the point where I was spending two hours a day maintaining and doing the bookkeeping, mm-hmm. when I got that off of my plate, not only was it done better, because an expert was doing it and she had actually taken our business and turned it into these profit centers, right. which I was able to then measure, but like the amount of money which we're paying her, which is a significant amount in my you know, 
entrepreneurial opinion, yeah. I'm like, look, I'm like, it's worth it. Yeah. It's all it worth is. it because yeah. now I'm focused on doing what I love to do, which is sales, uh, sales and marketing and the social media, like uh, the media stuff. Like I don't have to get strapped down by bookkeeping. So that's yeah. why that's why I asked. So like mm -hmm. I'm glad to see that you guys yeah. have help or like yeah, we early. have a little assistance. We're I cannot wait to hire someone full time. Like I'm waiting for you know us to get a higher business rate just so we can put someone in there so I can get a bunch more work done because I have a dedicated day every week that I have to do it and I feel like it's such a waste. <laughs> well just know it's something that you can absolutely outsource. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have You're to have a, you don't have to have an employee that yeah. does it. Um, but anyway, it's it's definitely one of those things that saves, saved me a ton of headache. Do you use a bookkeeper or anything? Yeah, you we do. use one, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. a challenge. We, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a huge challenge. Yeah. There's other challenges, you know, that's just kind of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. But there's a, you know, there's some growing pains for us as far as what we're providing the Gainesville. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people are angry about it. <laughs> a lot of people in, come in. What in way? Just people come in for you know eggs and bacon and you know toast and we're not you know we we provide that we have a off menu off item. off menu item that's called you know. the Dale Cooper for anyone listening <laughs> and it's a classic breakfast plate. Um, we offer it when we can tell that maybe the items on the menu aren't really fulfilling somebody's needs, so we'll drop that real quick for them and they'll be like, oh yeah, that's what I want. So we have no problem accommodating. We just want to present a menu that is different. And you know, it's like you can go to a lot of different places and get really good eggs and bacon and toast. Dude, I respect the you know? hell out of that. Yeah. Because cause I can tell you, you know, it's you're you want to create something super unique, which you've done. Mm -hmm. And I love that. You know, like you I always tell people, people say, come to me and they're like, hey Colin, I'm thinking about starting a new business, what's the advice? I'm like, go look at, all, at what all the other businesses are doing and then go do the exact opposite. Yeah. That's my advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you're just another, you know, like, oh, well this restaurant, they do it this way, like that's the way it's supposed to be done. All restaurants are the same. No, like you no. go look at what they're doing and do something completely different. So I respect that. Yeah. But then the flexibility, yeah. the flexibility to adjust, to recognize that you're not gonna be able to create that UCE, that ultimate customer experience, which is something that we refer to here a lot at our dealership, you're not gonna be able to create it for an individual that has walked in and sat down at a table unless you like adjust a little bit mm -hmm. and cater to, I mean, bra yeah. bravo to you guys. I, I respect yeah. the hell out of that. We carry Splenda now. Um, <laughs> which was like, when we were talking about opening, we were like, no Splenda, we're not doing yeah. People should then, not I like that stuff. decision. Yeah, yeah, but then I had a lot of different guests come up to me and and tell me like, I really wish that you had an alternative and for many, many different reasons and some reasons I wasn't really aware of and then when I understood, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's not a hard thing for us to do so we yeah. can definitely get that in for you. But we do also have, you know, our our limit to what we will do just because. You still this, wanna be unique. Yeah, you, you, yeah, and you just have to like eventually, you know, there has to be boundaries and so um, that's hard sometimes because I think our culture has bred a very much of like, the customer is always right, and I feel like that's not always the case. It's definitely not <laughs> always the and case. And you have to just yeah. have boundaries within reason, and I think that that's a really hard thing to implement because when you're a new business, you wanna satisfy everyone, and you wanna like Amen. be so good to everyone, and I think there's a way you can be good and still have your boundaries, and so that's yeah. what we really strive to do. Um, and I learned that from my experience working in fine dining in Portland, and. They were all about the customer experience, but they were also really good at respecting their employees and like our 
needs and where we have to like put a boundary up of, you know, I'm not going to take this back to the kitchen for the fifth time. Right. Like this is what we this we did all that we could do and you're gonna fire a customer at some point if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I because I, 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 I love it. It is super hard. It, it, yeah. it sucks because I I resonate with it so much. I mean, you want to please everybody. Yeah. You want to deliver a great customer experience, but then you just you get people who just they push you. They like they try to take advantage of you. And I've I've sat down. I've literally told people. I'm not gonna sell you a scooter. Yeah, I've, like, fired, I've, I've yeah. had that conversation before. Yeah, I've fired golf students before. Yeah, just you like, have, I just can't. Have, yeah, I can't, and you can't have to do it because it's just it's not worth my time. Well, yeah, yeah. you have to. You know, this is why I always refer. You know, I always go back to core values. We do like always focus mission, vision, values. Right. I'm huge on that, especially when you start growing the organization when it's, when it's not just husband and wife anymore. Because mm-hmm. you guys have your values, and as you start to bring on more and more and more and more and more team members mm-hmm. that help you grow this thing, mm-hmm. um, it's it's important. That those values are aligned. Well, it's the same thing with customers. Their core values have to be aligned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they're not. And it's just like, look, your values are not the same as ours. We're not the right fit for you. You know, let me try to find a place for yeah. you that would be a better, uh, you know, a, a yeah, better scooter exactly. dealership to fit your needs. That's what. Um, that's also what I'm all about too. We have. I've had a couple people come in before, and we really like didn't have what they were looking for. And I was like, hey. Have you guys heard of Civilization? It's right down the street. You don't have to drive far. They have parking. They probably have what you're looking for if you want French toast or something like that. Or, oh, we don't sell wholesale bread right now. You should go to the Vine and check them out. They have really great bread. So I think it's all about that, too, like building community. Yeah, of course. About the customer and being like, we don't have what you want right now today. Yeah. But here's a couple places that might for you to go to. And then when you feel like coming back to us, we're here when you need us kind of a thing. I really like that you listen and aren't not just getting stuck in your ways like you because you could still be like no we're gonna this is our line this is this is what we're going to do this is where we're going to focus um we're going to offer these things you could say you could say no splenda right you have that you have that decision right um, as a business owner but the the fact that you are that you do listen to the market you listen to what people say and you listen you know you hear them out and you make adjustments along the way you guys are going to totally figure it out because you're receptive to that um, but I would still like I, I love the fact that you don't want to compromise too much and you want to stick with what's making you unique. So yeah, I, I really really like we, that. When we first were opening a business, we got a lot of unsolicited advice. I'm sure like new mothers go through this a lot, <laughs> where you have other people that have kids, aka businesses, and they come up to you and they're like, "This is what you need to be doing. This is what you should be doing. Only do this. Only do that." <laughs> and a lot of it contradicts. Everyone contradicts kind of each other, and so. I remember getting just like tons of really wild advice and or things we should be doing and then I was buying this some vintage set of like chinas in Ocala and this really wild man like <laughs> wild time was like, "Ah, you're opening a restaurant. I have some advice for you." And I was like, "Oh, here we go." And he actually gave me the best advice I've ever been given. And he said, don't listen to your customers. And he didn't say it in a way like, don't ever listen to them. But you can't please everybody. Right. You have to stick to your vision and be true to that, you know, within your means and hope for the best. And people will come if they're into it. I agree. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's good. Not accepting We've you. We've been riding like, on no that shoes. advice for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no shoes, crazy hair. He said he used to own a bunch of businesses in Miami that were on Miami Vice. Who knows? If that's okay. true or not, but he had really great advice, and I've always that's always rung in my head. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 
I love it too. Yeah, I'm glad you guys uh, stuck with what you wanted to do. I know the first time I walked in there, I was like, all right, you know, this is this is my style. Like when yeah. I was in Vegas, we had all sorts of cool little interesting places off strip. And it reminds me of a place downtown called Public Us. And it's just, it's got like dinosaurs, not in the same way, yeah. but like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's what it is and it's got great coffee and the, you know, the owners were there, you know, taking orders and they'd come and you know sit with you or whatever. And it was just like, wow, like this is so easy and it's good and it makes you want to become a regular, yeah. which, which I am now. Yeah, um, great. And I, and I always will be. It. <laughs> and on that stretch, I wanted to get to real quick, uh, why did you guys choose that? area of town, the Grove Street area, because it's kind of a, a, you guys are making a bet on that area. I know Cypress and Grove was open, but. We'll bring a little context to just the people who are listening, listening who might not know Gainesville, might yeah, not know so, that area. So Grove Street, and I've had to explain this to my parents who moved here 30 years ago, you know, where, <laughs> where, is, where is Cypress and Grove, where is it? And I tell them, hey, you're at Max, Max drive-thru. Yeah. You just got burgers, you're on your Always way out. Always my point of reference. Take a, take a <laughs> left out of Max, you know, go towards 6th Street and just keep going and you'll see this awesome little restaurant on the left and you'll see the old ice house and the brewery on the right. That's where these two places are and you should go. Um, but once I say Max, it's like game over, they know exactly where that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love that area, one, because I'm near there, sort of. But two, it's just pretty, it's on the bike trail. What? Why there? It was kind of a fluke. Um, we were looking at a different, so I saw that space online when we were in Portland. And I was like, it got put on our list. I was like, okay, let's go check this place out. I didn't even remember, know Grove Street was a thing at I that point. I had no idea either. I'm like, that's where Hide and Zeke's used to be. Yeah. I was in that neighborhood, um, which is one of the greatest record shops in this town has ever had, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, uh, yeah, that was on the list, and then we saw that the old food co-op on South Main was up, and Chris Philly, who I used to rent from years ago, he owns that, and we were kind of in works to move in there, and we had the architect working up drawings, and then it kind of didn't work out um, with the woman staying in there, so we we lost that project. So we're like, all right, we're kind of in a panic. We're like, where do we put this? We have no idea. So I'm like, let's go check out this place that was on the list. I rode my bike up there that afternoon, peeked in the window, and I'm like, it looks like garbage in there, let's get in there. Because yeah. of the floors, it was the floors were the whole thing. The floors are beautiful in there. And I was like, I can fix the rest of it. Yeah. Like, we have these floors, it's, it's kind of the centerpiece little of the place. Little did we know. Yeah, little did we know that, you know, I still have back pains from building that place. But, um, so, yeah, we uh, kind of signed a lease like within a week. And then, you know, I had a dumpster out back, you know, a couple days later and I was ripping walls out. Um, so that neighborhood was kind of like, we got in there and we're like, oh, there's a brewery across the street. Um, and it was, it was like this, we're like, okay, this is kind of off the strip downtown because I worked downtown like my whole life. And I'm like, it looks like, you know, I'm like, it's by Max. It's kind of out of the way, but, and it's got a parking lot. So yeah, yeah. And we the kinda, parking lot's huge. Yeah, yeah. I think. we kind of make a, made a blind, uh, like uninformed decision on that yeah. space. And, you know, I am kind of a hard head in that way where I'm like, I can make anything work. Yeah. Like, I just do it here and like, you know, call all our friends to come hang out and then, yeah. you know, hopefully people follow them in there, so. Yeah, there are yeah. definitely some sellers like the parking lot, yeah. the trail. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's down the street from our house. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, and we also really wanted to make sure that we stayed on 
I mean, technically, I guess that's the northwest, but kind of on the east side of Gainesville. I grew up on the east side of Gainesville, um, and so it was really important to me that we don't go past um, 13th Street, at least for this venture. Um, yeah. And so, and we didn't want to do downtown because downtown has been done. Um, there's no parking. And there's no parking, and there's a, and you know, even though the foot traffic would probably be really great for us, um, yeah, the we had the parking lot, so yeah. Yeah. we were like, we'll be all right, it'll work out. And then we got so lucky, we have Cypress and Grove across the street. And it's then behind us, yeah. Was that, that was already there or no? No, yeah. that was there, that was, was they were open there. for a year, I believe, right when we moved in. Who? Yeah. Cypress, and Cypress and Grove. Because they're, they're pretty new too. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty new. Yeah. So. And they were going to be called Rainstorm Brewing, but there's another brewery called Rainstorm yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I heard about that. So it's yeah. like a, a good thing they didn't learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but to me, it's That's a stroke of good luck that they decided to name it Cypress and Grove, which is the two cross streets really that they're on. And yeah. it's cool. now it's like called it. the Grove Street neighborhood. And it's really kind of, uh, it's branded that community. Did someone and brand that or has that just kind of happened? I think it's just kind of happened. Uh, they, on social media, they're called the Grove Street it's, Neighborhood. Yeah, it's I always think been it, the Grove Street Neighborhood. Yeah. Like Maria, oh. who's a local activist in that neighborhood, she's lived there for 35 years or something yeah. like that. She, yeah, used to have a Grove Street Festival, and she does the Dreamers Garden, which right, is across okay. from Earth Pets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got really lucky with Cypress and Grove, and then behind us is Working Food, and um, it's pretty crazy because since I grew up in Gainesville, you always have like you hear all these old Gainesville stories and. Afternoon used to be Captain Louie's in the 60s and 70s, which was like a fish fry restaurant. Um, and then it changed hands and was a hair salon on and off for the rest of the time. Um, but behind where working food was, there's a hair school there. And my uncle went to hair school there. And then he worked at Captain Louie's. He worked the counter. <laughs> that's crazy. For like a, yeah. for like a week or two, because that, that's him. Um, and then he did hair the rest of the yeah. time. So it's just really sweet that that yeah, we have a ton of the menus I found in the attic, in like a whole stack of like Captain Louis Gala menus from the 70s. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. And we have people come in and they'll go, this place is really familiar. Yeah. And I'll be like, they're like, what did it used to be? I was like, well, in the 60s and 70s, it's Captain Louis. And they were like, oh yeah, I used to come here as a kid. Yeah. When it was that, maybe That's one cool. of these Friday nights we do a Captain Louis throwback. We've night talked about that. Yeah, so we got him. Yeah, we, we do need to get a fryer. Yeah, we, yeah. Do, we have a <laughs> fryer we in there. Do not. Have. But we do a, a thing called After Dark, and like well, the first Monday of every month, we do a dinner, um, and we allow our chef to just second have Friday. Fun. Second is it second Friday? Mm-hmm. We well, release the menus on Monday, which yeah. I think is what you're thinking of. Yeah, this is why the husband-wife duo yeah. is yeah. so important. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, our, we let our chef Austin, who's just a crusher, um, we Ultimate let him basically crusher. do whatever he wants. And it's been so much fun because uh, our last dinner, we did a whole fish and we just roasted a whole fish, served it on a big platter of wood for two people and then he just picked at it. And we were a little scared because we were like, you know, is Gainesville ready to eat a whole fish? You know, because it's kind of like, it's a head on, the eyeball's in there, the tail's in there, and then we sold out of them within an hour. We sold Dang. like 30 of them. It was really fun. Those yeah. are my favorite nights to work that we yeah. do. It's the after dark dinners. Yeah, and yeah. that, that um, creates that, uh, that just that uniqueness. Yeah, You're absolutely. like, man, I want to make sure yeah. that calendar, you know, you write yeah. that in the calendar. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Sure People like are calling now and they, they ask like, when's the dinner? When's the menu come out? So there's like a little bit of a, a hype behind it, which is And you is know fun. how it's worked? Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Instagram. Like, really, that's how we promote it. That's where we put the menu, and that's where a lot of people, when I ask them, like, how'd you hear about After Dark? They'll be like, oh, I saw it on your Instagram. That's fantastic. So it's been really valuable, you for got, sure. You have, 
How many, like I think I looked at it last night and you do have a great Instagram presence and and food food does well on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like one of those things that yeah. is always done yeah, well. I'm yeah, thankful for them. When I post a afternoon picture, it's like, game over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell me a little bit more about that because I mean, obviously, a company is nine months old. You know, you're you're in that grit and that grind. You don't have a ton of money to be spending on mar- yeah. marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to use the resources that you have, and Instagram is definitely a resource. So, um, what's been the most effective for you, like using Instagram? Like, what's what's working? What's yeah, not working? Um, which posts get the most engagement? I mean, I'm kind of interested by that. Yeah, I feel like for us, Instagram's awesome because it's free. Um, so for businesses, like, hey guys, it's free, like don't forget that, you know? And you control your content and what you want on there, so that's pretty cool. Um, and so we just post, I think the thing that did the best that we've posted is our cold brew slushy. We started doing a slushy, so we have yeah. a slushy machine and we do cold brew slushies with coconut milk. That's um, awesome. And then we yeah, posted a picture fun. of that which was actually like, oh wow, not very photogenic. Ty's it to me right yeah. now. So everybody's yeah, everybody's listening. My, that's my baby. I've been working on that thing every week. I adjust it like an ounce this ounce yeah, that. It's yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. So that one got the most, I think, um, feedback and likes and comments. Um, mostly people tagging each other, which I think is really cool because it's like I do that to my friends on Instagram. I'll be like, just tag them on a funny post or something I want to go to, and so in the comments they're yeah, just tagging their they friends. Just tag their Check friends. This out. Uh-huh. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's so awesome! So that's been really great too because then it spreads our Instagram to their friends, and then their friends tag another one of their friends. So it's like this chain kind of effect that happens. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we've. After Dark gets a lot of likes, yeah, like when we post love, like yeah. a whole fish or something really radical. That yeah. And so that's another post on Instagram you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so those do well too. Is yeah. there anything else that you guys are doing from a marketing standpoint to bring awareness to your business? Um, I'm not no, we rely really heavy on word of mouth. Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of our life in this town, so, and you know, I was behind a bar for 10 years, so, you know, I got a good knowledge of who lives here and, you know, how to talk to people, so. We like it that way. We are kind of taking a little bit of sacrifice in the beginning, you know, not throwing flyers and stuff out there and just rely on people telling people, telling people, telling people. Um, I think that kind of is more, has a more profound effect. It's like, you can see a flyer and be like, oh cool, but when you have a friend that tells you, hey, I went to this place, super, like I ate there, I had this experience. Like that is gonna be what brings that person in. I feel like more than seeing a flyer, even though 100%. flyers, I've definitely flyered. Yeah, we flyered. Right? <laughs> like, we flyered there's no doubt. Like, times. <laughs> I've been. I went on UF campus because I think I was like, oh, I want to try to get more UF kids in there. Um, and so I went with two other small business owners. I went with Sabrina from Lachua Vintage, and then I went with Kieran from Third House Books. And so we all kind of are new businesses, new-ish in the last like two years or so. And so we went and flyered together as a unit, which helps. Yeah. Have, like, support. But, but you're absolutely right. Nothing will ever be word of mouth yeah. marketing. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, and I think those events have a huge part of, of that. When you do an event that's unique, that's not all that you know. You're not. You know, if you have a sale every day, yeah. <laughs> you know, at a, if our right. if our scooter shop had a sale every day, like, well, it's like it doesn't have that same effect, you know? But if you have that that event, whether it's once a year, once a month, and people just like expect it, that's generating the word of mouth, I can tell yeah, you right yeah. now. And I always tell people, you know, word of mouth mixed with Instagram can really show itself when other people 
decide to take time to post something about your business. Oh, yeah. And if you just go on afternoons like location tag, which I use location tags for everything. When I'm traveling, I'm always searching, you know, Micanopy, where's the lo- what That's how I find a lot of my content. Um, you know, they've built a very Instagrammable business with good looking tables and floors and walls right. and food. And it makes people want to take those photos. So when you go to their location, it's not just afternoons, last nine photos, it's nine people that were probably there for well, heck, breakfast in the yeah. afternoon. The slushy with right. the tablecloth you just showed me, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. portrait mode on exactly. the iPhone, what exactly. is it? Yeah, is it exactly. like? Yeah, it's really hard to take photos. portrait yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. And I think that's um, something that other businesses can learn from. I think a lot of businesses are more Instagrammable or shareable than they realize. And there's a couple places in town that I won't, I won't name, but um, just as far as having you know, better tablecloths or slightly better lighting or maybe a different type of mug you put the coffee in. Mm-hmm. Like everything matters. Um, it's the the food might taste good, but you're not. You're like, eh, this exactly. Won't, this isn't interesting enough to capture the moment. Yeah. And you know, I think when you walk into like New Scooters for Less, you got the prize wall, you got cool colors, you got the scooter sign, you know, you got the smiley face building. It's all. It's all makes you start to feel like, hey, I need to send this to somebody. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of the world we're in, why this IGTV, it's like, hey, there's interesting stuff going on and we want the creators or your clients or your customers to be your word of mouth because that's the most trustworthy. You know, Yelp reviews, that's going out at some point. Yeah. It's the personal reviews from your customer. Can't wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? We we fought Yelp so hard. We, we really didn't, didn't want to do it at Yelp. all. Like we didn't sign up. We wanted nothing to do with it. And then people just kept reviewing and reviewing. And then Yelp is kind of relentless because they were calling every day and like you need to set this up. You need to set this up. So we finally did it. You know, and we're and we're glad. We we have a great little review. Yeah, we session. definitely get business from it. Yeah, because people will be like, oh, I looked you up on Google and you were the first brunch place on Yelp that came up. And so I'll be like, another another example of. Okay, let's. Be, we have to like Bend a chill out for yeah. a second yeah. year and like just do this. Uh, so. But I like as a business owner, I understand the person, the perception of Yelp. I just wish Yelp understood the perception of themselves a little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. Because <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like they, you know, they have too much control. Like yeah. I mean, they they, yeah. they 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 show what people want to see. That you can like we have, I think we have like three stars on Yelp, right? Yeah. And and then if you go through like the. 50, 75, I don't even know how many are on there now, filtered, the little filtered reviews, you know, they're, they're, they're choosing what people see. Yeah. Whereas, whereas with Google, like, it shows everything, which you guys have great Google ratings, yeah. and I, I didn't check out Yelp, but I assume it's great. I, yeah, but, Yelp's fine. But, you know, like, we have, we have great Google reviews, and the ones that, you know, are like we got into this not too long ago, yeah. you know, the ones that aren't so hot, like, we respond, and we try to take care of those customers and make it right, but, yeah. um, but no, like I, I get it, like that that perception. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't we, like. I'm not a Yelp fan either. Yeah, we yeah, fought it. We, you know, they, you know, the corporation won. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as like Instagram, we that was kind of a conscious decision of when we opened that place to think about every single detail: silverware, cups, tables, napkins, like the whole thing, because. You know, there was places that inspired us in Portland to open this place. Those details were thought about there. Um, and I had a little bit of experience doing build-outs with different cafes and restaurants in Portland. And I would observe and I'd watch these people 
have an hour-long meeting about napkins. And then I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, you really should think about what napkins are on the table. And you should think about every little detail. And, like, the bathroom should be Instagrammable. Like, people should go in that bathroom and not want to come out. You know, should be in there taking pictures of themselves for an hour. Their food's going to get cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think that it's about... For us, it's about the whole experience, not just like you can have good food. And I think a lot of places in Gainesville really do, but then they miss that. Well, what about the rest of the experience? What about service, the quality of service that you're giving to your customers? Um, what about the way everything looks? Because, you know, you're pay- you're not only paying for food, but you're paying for an experience. And so it's like when I go to a restaurant, I want to feel like, okay, yeah, this food's really good, but wow, I'm like transcended by my experience here because of the way things look and the way things taste and, you know, kind of hitting all the senses there and not just your taste, right? It's the feeling. It's the feeling that you get. And especially when you leave, I want people to leave and be like, wow, what just happened to me? Like, that was great. And I feel so relaxed because I just really got this whole whole experience. And so if anything, I really, really hope that people will come to afternoon and be inspired to kind of maybe update their own businesses and be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Because as somebody who's done it, it doesn't actually cost that much money. It doesn't. You can be really thrifty. You can go and just buy like a can of paint and just take down some drapes or whatever you have going on, like open up your windows. Like, But you know what's so unique about that is that so many, and sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. You, you start talking and my brain starts going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is that people, people are inspired by that thriftiness. Like, yeah. I, I think like in today's world, people are like, wow, like look, look at, they've made this place work by, you know, by, just doing things a little bit differently and like repurposing things, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's cool. Like I, I, I mean, actually I actually dig yeah, that. Yeah, you can have a th- you can have a theme with thrifting. Like it doesn't you don't have to look like you don't have to look like everything. a thrift store. Yeah, <laughs> well, like yeah. you don't. Have I think to, when you, you can, some people yeah. when they think of thrifty, it's like oh, like it's cheap or something. Like it, your place does not look cheap at all. No, all the ceram, all the ceramics I have on the counters and like all the decoration stuff, those are all from thrift stores. They're either from Hospice Attic or from places in McAnope. You know, and they might be a little more than you know five dollars. They might be somewhere between twenty bucks. But you know, if you're opening up a restaurant and you have a little bit in your budget, you can make it affordable and you can make it also look nice. And so that just adds to people's overall experience, people's willingness to Instagram your business and basically be your walking advertisements. It's like, and so that's the thing with Gainesville sometimes where I get a little bit like, oh, come on guys, like I really want you to do well because you have a great product, but you're missing these other points here. And so, I just hope that we can like maybe help influence that a little. Yeah, no, of course. Kyle, real quick, you were talking about Portland um, and saying that you drew some inspiration mm-hmm. from there. I mean, would if we like went and Google searched or if I took a trip to Portland, <laughs> if I took a, we got took you. a trip to Portland, <laughs> yeah. you know, and- uh, It would be a long list of places to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would there, I guess would I be able to tell of any of that influence? You would. Yeah, um, for sure. Can you name like one or two of the places uh, that you drew Aesthetically, no. Uh, we went kind of went in a different direction aesthetically, but our model as far as the counter service, the um, we call it casual fine dining, where you can go up to the counter and order and you get napkins and it's really nice, but you can get up in and out. It's almost like casual fast or a fine you don't, dining. Yeah, you don't bust your own table. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, 
It's quick. There's a place in our our old neighborhood in North Portland where we owned a home called uh, Milk Glass Market, um, and it was a little bit smaller than us, um, but it had just it was the same idea, just going up to the counter, ordering food. You sit down. It's really high end coffee, um, and then another one is a uh, Sweet Edie, um, which they are. A tiny place, and they don't want to grow, and I love it. They have this really amazing, small, curated menu. They bake all their own goods, and they do all that. Um, they had an article written in like uh, GQ about like the best small restaurant in America or something like that. Um, but it was this really cool neighborhood breakfast spot, and you know. And then we would grab certain other ideas from you know certain places. And um, afternoon is definitely like a <laughs> hodgepodge of a lot of restaurants in Portland. <laughs> yeah, we have people come in, and if they live in Portland or from Portland, they'll walk in and go, this place reminds you of like Sweetie D a little bit. And I'll be like, exactly. Because <laughs> they do, they have a record player at Sweetie D and that's where we that's cool. took the idea, yeah. borrowed the idea to have a record player at the restaurant. And yeah. so that was totally Sweetie D, all Sweetie yeah. D. Thanks, I mean, there was something that like, yeah, awesome. not just playing records the fact that it looks cool, but I loved sitting in that restaurant and hearing that record end and watching someone go over there and flip that record and yeah. then hearing that needle hit there and then hear that silence for like the 10 seconds before the song <laughs> sucked. I love that. I think about it all the time. And then I hope that experience happens in the afternoon. Afternoon's a little bit loud. Um, so I don't yeah. know if they're getting that same experience, but I, that was something that really stuck with me in that restaurant of just like being kind of tired and having a cup of coffee and like hearing a record get it flipped over. It was really great for me. So I was hoping to pass that on to the people here in this town, and I had to do something with my record collection, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's, you know, what's next for you guys? Like, we're, we're nine months in, you know, what's the future look yeah, like? If you could paint it your, your there's, way. There's a lot more happening than we expected to be happening yeah. so soon. Um, in the new year, we're gonna be open for dinner full time at the restaurant. Um, we're doing the after darks for the rest of the year, and then if everything works out properly in January, we're gonna be open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and I think we're going to be the only place open on Monday night because everything's closed on Monday night. Yeah. Um, so Sunday that's night too. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are your, um, So what are the hours like right now? We're, uh, we're nine to three. Nine to three right now. And every day of the week. Close Wednesday. Close Wednesday. Wednesday. Why, um, why? Why Wednesday? I'm just curious. Uh, it's farmers market day. Okay. So it allows our chef and everyone that works for us to go to the market and hang out. Even though I guess they could anyway because it doesn't start till. For, but um, <laughs> it just allows a day for prep and for maintenance and for making sure that stuff stays really clean. Um, I think when you're open seven days a week, I don't see how that's possible. Um, so yeah, and it gives everybody a day. Dude, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to be open on Monday. From, for some reason, Gainesville's closed on Monday. Like the like the yeah. whole town kind of shuts down on Monday, and I think it's really strange. I don't know how it started or who started doing it, but. It seems like it's a group effort at this point. Um, I so. hope that works out for you guys. I can tell you, like in our industry, like mm -hmm. power sports industry, um, uh, most de most dealerships are open Tuesday through Saturday. And they mm -hmm. take yeah. Sunday, Mon Sunday, Monday is their weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Mondays um, are best always, weekday. Yeah, yeah, we've always been open <laughs> yeah. on Monday, and it's and it's done very well for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Monday's, Monday's, Monday's Monday is usually one of our busiest days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. golf too. course industry, everything's usually closed Monday if it's a country club or something too. Yeah, yeah. just weird. Yeah, um, and then we have we're starting a project um, with the uh, down on down by campus. We're opening a cafe. Cross Thirteenth uh, Street. Here we come. We're crossing. <laughs> we're the downtowners that are going to cross the street. Um, it's going to be behind the swamp where the swamp offices used to be. 
Um, it's going to be grab and go. Um, it's going to be uh, healthy, fresh squeezed juices. We're going to have high end coffee in there. Um, it's going to be obviously aesthetically beautiful. Um, they're doing a lot of. There's a lot of development down there. right There now. is a lot of development down there. They're, yeah. So it's going to um, clean up nice. So we're gonna we're banking on that foot traffic down there. It's the foot traffic is insane down there when school's in. Um, so you know it's going to be a little different from afternoon. I think we're going to try to veer away from afternoon a little bit and just have it you know be its own thing. Um, but it's definitely going to be a cafe. We're going to be you know. Hopefully, the idea is students can come in and grab a really healthy breakfast and a really well thought about drink, and get to class on time. Yeah. So. yeah. Or awesome. if you live sort of near Midtown right. and yeah. you want coffee like yeah, I yeah. do, that's not Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, you can yeah. go down there. Yeah. Right. Because it's been desperately needing somewhere good there. forever. Oh yeah, that cold coffee slushy will be there. Yeah, I got to cool. try that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like super oh, excited. So good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah. Well, great. So it's we're about to start wrapping up, and Ty and I have created a new little mini segment for for Gainesville. I think we should try to keep it like five questions. Okay. Actually, let's do six, three, right, three cool. each. Okay, we're gonna go back <laughs> cool. and forth. Now, these are supposed to be like short answer, like very, okay. very brief, just straight to it. And we might have touched on a couple of these, but uh, yeah, we've got some good ones. So, first one: What's the most underrated aspect of Gainesville, in your opinion? Ooh. Wow, guys. Yeah, that's a deep question. Uh, is that underrated? You got food? What do you want? Food? Do you want you do, experience? You do your thing, man. <laughs> She's like, what? That's actually a answer. really hard question. The most underrated thing about Gainesville? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say nature. Yeah, that's a good I think answer. that's a common thing. Yeah. 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 And okay. it's a why a lot of people have said they've moved back. At least yeah. on the podcast, people yeah. have moved, said, I hey, you know. I appreciate it more, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. To everybody who's back. listening, we have nature. Yeah, yeah. Come. I mean, Deeper <laughs> Park and the Sweetwater uh, Reserve mm-hmm. is why we moved back. I mean, yeah. that stuff wasn't here when we were growing up, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what's a local business or person that you look up to and why? Well, I got Scott and Hal. They kind of, they own the top and the whole empire over there. They kind of raised my restaurant life. I mean, they, I started washing dishes there when I was 19. And then I left like as the bar manager and I just spent my whole life there. And they were just the sweetest dudes and they took care of everyone, you know, in front of them. And they, I thought they ran their business well, but they ran it their way. Um, and they did a really great job of that. And you know, they, they do a good job of keeping a community together. Yeah, I had the San Diego chicken last night for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's the first time I had it. That's the first time I've had it. We had a uh, top basketball team called the San Diego Stuffers. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because every time, like I said this before, every time I go there, I always end up getting the same thing, which I really love the Mastodon burger. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try something new tonight, and I'm really glad that I did because it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna switch up a question, um, especially since you guys have moved away. I was away, I was in mm-hmm. Vegas for a little while. What are the maybe two things that you are hopeful that Gainesville will bring to the community in the short term? What are we missing in your opinion? I mean, or what I, do you want more of? I think we're missing a lot of things and we're just like seeing that as opportunities to keep open businesses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah us, um, us too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, I would say like modernization, not in the term of like condos and stuff, because that 
gets that's terrible. But um, more of like, I feel like Gainesville has the potential to be more of a city feel, um, and more of a place where people see opportunity and not just like a jumping pad. Yeah, yeah. like you guys are trying to do like guess what you can stay here and you can do it like people so many times i hear are like no gainesville no like it's a college town it's dead in the summer we're noticing that it's less and less dead in the summer and people are staying here and um i would like to see people continue to stay here and build their businesses here yeah yeah have families here do the whole i mean you know i think there's great opportunities for just people to raise kids there there's yeah. so much to do for kids so. you know what else i'd like to see if i could do this really quick just plug this i really want to see more social service programs gainesville is so lacking in any sort of social services i feel like uf doesn't have a school of social work santa fe does not have a school of social work and we focus so much on medicine and things like that here which is wonderful but i also worry about the mental health in gainesville and this mm. has a degree in social work yeah so i'm just <laughs> plugging this really quick because it's a huge thing i noticed moving back here there's like such limited social services and when we do have them they're vastly underfunded and overrun and no volunteers are there and it's just you got to be careful somebody's going to put you in charge of that really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i would like to see People do that kind of stuff here as well. Open nonprofits like that would benefit people in the community. Yeah, so. and you have a good one near you, the Bread Almighty. But yeah, yeah that's it's definitely lacking. But in that yeah, every, everyone runs really, really thin. Yeah, so definitely. Just having more of that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Favorite Gator sport? Oh man, basketball. Yeah, I, I, I have. Like people get mad at me all the time. I hate college sports. I'm a full pro guy. I don't think they're ready yet. What favorite favorite pro team? Eagles. Eagles. I'm from Philadelphia, so Dude, this, Trey, this is this my, is my wife's year. From Philly. Yeah. Dude, and Trey Burton just went to the, the Bears. But, yeah. But he won a Super Bowl and he was. Yeah, from, it was from it was Florida. my year. I gotta. I'm getting my uh, Eagles tattoo next week. So are, are you yeah. on the LeBron train? Uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> the Sixers sucked. <laughs> Basically, my whole adult life, so I lost track of them, and we lived in Portland, and there's only one team in Portland. Trailblazers. Trailblazers, so we're big Trailblazers fans. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. So, even if you guys haven't listened to all the podcasts, if the WHOA GNV podcast could help you uh, build a relationship or connect with someone locally that maybe you guys look up to on social media, or just someone that's interesting to you, who could we help connect you with here in the community? Um, you guys connected me with you, which is who I'd want. <laughs> cool. That's yeah. the right answer. Yeah, that's a good yeah. answer, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this didn't exist in Gainesville when we were growing up. Like, the idea of someone, you know, just people were like, let's bring more people here. It was just kind of like a town of, like, either punk kids playing music or kids in and out of town. And then, you know, I feel like it's growing up, and it's growing up fast. It's, it's really cool to watch. I love it. Yeah. yeah, thanks for doing this. This is yeah, awesome. I'm I'm pumped. It seems like the feedback keeps getting really, really good. And like I said, I'm still figuring it out as we go. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. And thus I far. keep learning that a lot of the people that grew up here moved away and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of people that are really like pro Gainesville people are people that maybe didn't grow up here and they came here for college and they're like. This place is cool. Yeah, I think if so, I didn't grow up here, yeah. I'd be like, whoa, yeah, Gainesville, awesome. Yeah, it's, and now it's I just am interesting. Like that, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning more before, every podcast. Yeah. How many people have like come to New Scooters for Less as a college job, yeah. you know, graduated, left, 
and then came back. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's cool to see that ongoing yeah, trend. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm gonna switch it up. This is not a Gainesville question. This is the husband. This is a husband wife question okay. to end the episode. <laughs> What's your favorite trait about one another? Ooh, oh man. <laughs> Don't mess this up. I was trying to li- I was trying to line up that opportunity for you, buddy. Do you want me to go first? No, I, I mean I have an answer. Grace oh, has this talent that I do not have of just like bringing people together and inspiring people really well. I I'm not very good at that. I'd rather just build stuff. Um, but people, like even as far as our own employees. They look up to Grace so much, and I'm just the guy that fixes stuff. And I, I look up to that a lot about Grace. Um, yeah, it's something cool, and it's something that I don't possess, and I don't think I ever could. And I think that kind of rounds our relationship off really well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Uh, this is fun. He's... We didn't do this last time. <laughs> uh, he's the most hardworking person I know. And that can sometimes be hard in a marriage when you are married to someone who also is married to their work, but it's very, very inspiring and it's something I don't possess, really. I mean, I'm a hardworking person, but not near as hardworking as Kyle. And the other thing about him is he's also one of the most modest people I've ever met. So, you know, I'm always like promoting him for him. um, (laughs) And that's just a really sweet quality. He's not somebody who gives it all up in the first go around you really gotta like work for it to figure out like what he does and what he's good at so I like that that's fantastic yeah you guys thank you so yeah. much for Thanks. being here this, yeah. was, this was so much fun yeah, I really enjoyed this fun. I like it uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well definitely I mean I think it's I can see where this is gonna turn you know if, if it keeps going really really well um, you know a few years a couple years whatever we'll have check-ins we'll have people back and yeah. see how their businesses grow see what it's just yeah. gonna be yeah, that's be gonna be so much fun really cool. to like have the same guests come in and just like reflect since the last conversation all the changes you can have us like, back uh, separately after we get divorced from promoting <laughs> a, rest- <laughs> a restaurant together <laughs> yeah. that won't happen yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna make it you're gonna yeah. you have that yeah. perseverance that grit and that grind yeah. I love that about you guys Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to everybody who's giving feedback. Please, like, keep listening. Share this with your friends. I'm like, please, I just want you guys to share this and and get it out there. Let Gainesville know what we're doing. Let the world know what we're doing. And um, we're going to keep bringing you businesses and individuals that just make it go, whoa. So thank you, everybody. Everybody say bye on the count of three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.